0: the God you serve it will just flow out of you it will just flow out of you let it flow let your praise flow today and I encourage you that whatever you brought in here with you that hinders you from giving God praise take about five seconds to let it go right now do whatever you got to do to put it down so that the praise will flow. Don't let it hinder you today. Come on and just let it flow. Let the praise flow out of you. Let it flow out of you. Come on and let it flow out. If you gotta lift your hands, if you gotta turn around, if you gotta just shake it off, let it go. Hallelujah. Cause he is worthy of the praise. He is worthy of the glory everything that hath breath. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship is one accord. Every praise, every praise to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one of every pray Cause he's personal to me because he knows me and he knows what goes on with me and he knows my personality and he knows my character and he knows my flaws but yet still loves me hallelujah he is a personal Savior and my relationship with him is personal and my praise is personal you got to get a personal relationship when you talk to him by yourself and nobody knows what you've said. And then you see it unfold in front of everybody. But only God knew what you said. Only He knew what you said. In the personal time with Him, when you cry out to Him, when you don't understand, when you have a dream and you want it to come to pass, but you can't see how it's gonna be and you cry out to him and then he lines it up for you or you've been praying about a situation and it looks so dim but then god just opens it up and it starts to change but nobody knew what you said but jesus that's what makes him so personal and when you have those experiences with your personal jesus your praise your worship will change because He is such a mighty God. He's so awesome. His love never changes, it always remains the same. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. You are so good. Hallelujah just take some time and just thank him oh you're just so good jesus nobody like you in all the earth nobody like you jesus hallelujah to your name god hallelujah to your name sweet jesus yes lord the lord is my light and salvation whom shall i fear whom shall i be afraid the lord is my light and salvation whom shall i fear whom shall i be afraid i will wait on you I will wait on you, and I will trust in you. I will trust in you. The Lord, Lord is my light and salvation. Shall I fear? And shall I fear? Shall I be and afraid? Afraid? The Lord, Lord
1: is my light
0: and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be
1: afraid? The
0: Lord, Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord. Yeah. Keep pushing, keep pressing, keep going, keep praising, keep praying, keep fasting, keep declaring, keep decreeing. Because God says, You shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What a great God! What a wonderful God! What an awesome God! Oh, you're great God, you're worthy God, you're worthy God, you worthy God, you're worthy. God. You're worthy we got your love.
2: Faithful God, hallelujah. He is so faithful, hallelujah. He is so faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, he is here, hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to the King. Hallelujah. 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 We honor him today. Come on, set your mind on him. We honor him today. We set our hope on him. Hallelujah. We want his spirit in this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we welcome you. We welcome you. We honor you today. Hallelujah. Mm. Come on, just look to him. Hallelujah. He is in this place today. Father, descend. Descend in a greater way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor you. Hallelujah. We set our hope on you, our desires on you, our passions on you, God. Oh, we honor you today. Oh, we exalt you in this house. Come on, just begin to stir the atmosphere around you. Come on, stir it up. Reach for the king because he is here everything about him is here hallelujah his healing power is here his delivering power is here his strength is here his glory is here everything you need is in this place today come on i just want him to descend a little Come on, we want the Kabbalah, God, uh, dressed in this house. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, Father, descend in this house today. Glory to your name, hallelujah. We honor you, hallelujah. We won't press in until we feel the weight of your glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Higher, Jesse is here. Hallelujah. There is nothing worth more. Hallelujah. Nothing can compare. Hallelujah. Nothing compares to the King of Glory, Aravoshi. Oh, He is here. He is here. Hallelujah. We glorify His name. Hallelujah. Come on, just every all over this building. Hallelujah. Come on, just get your eyes set on him. He is here, he is here. He is he is Oh, he is here, he is here. he is here, he is here. Glory to the King. Oh, we want to feel the weight of your glory in this house today. Let the angels descend in this place. Let the angels descend in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, shift the atmosphere around you. Shift it, shift it, shift it. He is here. We are in your presence, God. We are in your presence, God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is in this house today. He is here. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift him. Hallelujah. Oh, we glorify your name. Hallelujah. Oh, there's nothing worth more. Hey, nothing worth more than your presence. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, we give you glory, God. Hayekurrobo. Come on, there is nothing worth more. There's nothing worth more that can ever come close. Nothing can come back. You're a living hope. Your presence, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hey, Corobo, I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. It's nothing like Your presence. Your presence. Holy Spirit is here, hallelujah. Oh. And whoa. Holy Spirit, you are welcome.
1: Come flood this
2: place and fill the atmosphere. you and fill the eye. Your glory, God. Your glory, God, is what I've to,
1: to be overcome by
2: your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come on, he is welcome in this house. You're welcome here, God. Open the atmosphere, Your glory, glory. hallelujah. Come on, reach for Him. Oh, be, be
1: overcome,
2: overcome by Your presence,
3: Lord.
2: Your glory, God, is what I long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Come on, tell him he's welcome. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come on. Come love this place and will be
1: at birth. Your glory,
2: God, is to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Come on, please. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come look this place and fill me at the sea. Your glory, God, is what I want to be overcome. Lord, oh, come on, hallelujah! You are welcome here. Come, love. Come on, let 'em feel this atmosphere. Come on, come on, him, hallelujah! He's here, he is here, he is here. Oh, we worship you, God. Oh, we long for you, God. Under the road, under the road, go, 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 oh, go. Holy Spirit,
1: from the peace place that will be and your glory that is the world our hearts to be
2: overcome by your presence Lord come on to worship him hallelujah he is worthy we welcome you here hallelujah Come on, worship him, hallelujah. He's in the atmosphere, hallelujah. There is nothing more, there's nothing more. We want you, God. No. We want you, God. We want you, God. Hallelujah. Hey, yes, we love you, God. We love you, God. No. We want you, hallelujah. Oh, there's nobody like you. There's nobody like him. Oh, he's in this atmosphere, hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory, God. Oh, we give you glory, hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Let us speak, God. More of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Gloria, your glory, your goodness, holy spirit, you are welcome here. Come love this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be yours. Hallelujah! Oh, we worship you, God. Oh, let the rivers flow. Hallelujah! Let the rivers flow. Hallelujah! Let the rivers flow of your presence, God. Let the rivers flow of your presence, God. God. Hallelujah! Let the river flow of His presence in your heart. Let the rivers flow. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory, 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 glory. Oh. Let the river flow, let the river flow, let the river flow, up. let the river flow of His presence. Let the river flow, let the river flow, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow, hallelujah, let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of Your presence. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of Your presence, God. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. Hallelujah. Oh, let the rivers
1: flow,
2: let the rivers flow of your presence. Yes. Hey, let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. Hallelujah. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. Yes, God. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. Let the river flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. Yes. Yeah. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. Let the rivers flow, let the rivers flow of your presence. We glorify your name, we give you glory, hallelujah. For oh, flow in this house today. How many the flow? Let him flow, let him flow. Hallelujah he's sweeping over you hallelujah hallelujah he's sweeping over you come on just let him sweep over you let the wind of a god mm. hey, hey, hey let his wind sweep over you let the wind of our god sweep over your heart oh sweep over us God. Oh, sweep over us. Hallelujah. Let the wind of his presence sweep over you. Oh, sweep over our
1: hearts,
2: God. Oh, sweep over our hearts. Hallelujah. Glory. Let the wind of your presence, God. He is in this house today. Come on, reach up for him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, reach up for the King of Glory. Let us sleep over you. Hallelujah! Let us sleep over you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. We welcome you. Hallelujah! Come on, we welcome him in this house today. Come on, we welcome him in this house today. Come on, we welcome him in this house today. Come on, we welcome him in this house today. Come on, we welcome him in this house today. Oh, we welcome him, hallelujah. We welcome him, hallelujah. Come on, just bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him hallelujah. Oh, give you glory. Oh, glory to his name. We bless him, we bless him, we bless him, we bless him,
3: we bless him, we bless him. All right, St. John, chapter number 10, verses 10. Very familiar to all of us, but I'm going to delve into this. The thief cometh not but for to what? Steal and to what? Kill, to destroy. And I am come that you might have what? Life and that you might have it what? More abundantly. How many want abundant life? How many want that abundant life? Now, the truth of the matter is that many of us don't have that life. We don't have it. Let's just be really honest about Because if you was abundant life, you would be happy. And most people are not happy. Even in the church with the Holy Ghost power all around us, we're not happy. We're still struggling with the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. If the joy of the Lord is your strength and you don't have strength, that means somebody has snatched it away from you. The enemy has stole it from you. Because it should not matter about what's going on in your life because many things that are going on in our life are tests and trials to, to, to form us and make us so that God can use us. But even in the midst of the trials the tests that you're going through, we don't have joy. Count it all joy when diverse temptations come upon you. Count it all joy when they persecute you for his namesake. But we're not there. And we have to know why we're not there. We have to know what the foundation of it is, why we're not there. Okay? Because if we're there, then guess what? we would be running around the church. We wouldn't care if we had music or not. We would run, jump, and holler because the joy of the Lord will illuminate our hearts and we respond to that joy. When we hear the word, we respond to the word because we know the word is life to those that hear it and receive it. We know that. But what we have done is that we have allowed the enemy to fool us to thinking that the preacher or the musicians or the singers are to bring you joy. We are led by our emotions and being led by the Spirit of God. Because if we're led by the Spirit of God, then I wouldn't care about what's going on around me. He will be the center of my joy. Y'all heard that song, He's the center of my joy. He would be center. He would be actually center of every single thing that is going on in my life, and it would not matter. Even if I had tears coming down from my eyes, he would still be my joy. He would be my comfort. He would be my peace because he is the Prince of Peace. And because I have a relationship with him, then I know that I can trust in him. And the reason why we are so uh, back and forth is because we really really need to understand truth. Truth says this, we don't trust him. Bottom line. We're trying to trust him, and we don't know why we don't trust him, because with our mouth we say, I trust him. But our emotions and our actions tell us something different. Okay? So notice what it says again. The thief, Satan, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says that I came that you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. How many want that abundant life? Well, I'm going to tell you how to get the abundant life. I'm going to tell you how to start walking in the abundant life. I'm going to tell you how to do it. But it's going to take some responsibility on our part. Okay? How many know that God is a covenant-keeping God? God is the one that actually initiated the covenant, made the covenant, and instituted the covenant, and he always keeps his side of the bargain. How many know that? All right? God says about 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 his word, he says, there's two things about my word, and all of us know that. It's impossible for God to what? To lie. And it's impossible for God to change. I change what? Not. He's the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever, ever, ever, ever. His word doesn't change. Amen? His word, what he says, he will do. How many know that to be true? What God has placed in his word is there. And God seals this word with his covenant that he made through the blood of Jesus. This covenant that he makes with us, he's a covenant-keeping God. How many know that's to be true? All right? If he's a covenant-keeping God, that means that everything in the covenant that he has said, he will do. And everything that is in the covenant for you is available to you. Whether you actually take up on it and place it in your own on your own self, it's up to you. You could take some of it, you could leave some of it, but the covenant is already there, and God always keeps covenant. Amen. All right. So I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter number twenty-six, and two. And if you can um, I don't know, I don't think you have the King, the um, new um, NIV version, but Proverbs. Chapter number 26. Chapter 26, verse number 2. All right? I want you to just, uh, I'm going to read it, and this is the King James Version, I'm going to read it in NIV, but I want you to just take note of this. Um, As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Okay? Proverbs 26 and 2. So let me read to you in the actual NIV so you can get a much clearer understanding of what actually it is saying. Amen? Okay. Okay. Like a fluttering swallow or a darting sparrow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. In other words, what happens is that if you understand a bird, a bird flies. Everybody understand a bird flies? A bird flies and it looks for a place to land. And in this season, what it does, it looks for a place to land and starts to build a place of residence. So is like a curse. It willows around trying to find a place to land so that it can start living there. Are you listening? If there is a reason, if a bird finds the proper Environment, like if it's trying to build a nest, what it does, it looks for places around it that it can build sticks, take sticks and different things to build a nest so it could start to begin to multiply. So shall a curse. It shall begin to look for an environment which it can land and starts its process of living. I got it? Okay. So I want you to just keep that because I, let me just explain. Let me just tell you what a, a curse is because a curse to us is like somebody in a witch's outfit pronouncing some kind of voodoo or gooba dust and all that kind of stuff. Okay? But let me just give it to you in uh, one of the, of the original versions of the Hebrew. Okay? And it says, and it says um, in in the original, it says, it is a, I'm going to put, paraphrase it, a spoken word over you that will limit you, injure you, harass you, or torment you until your demise. Okay? So I want you to keep that in mind. Because now I'm going to switch and I'm going to come back to it. But I got to switch so you understand what is actually going on. Okay? Many of us are not satisfied with our lives. Many of us have problems going on in our lives. We have situations going on in our lives. We even have secret sins that we're dealing with that nobody knows about but you and God. We have things that we are dealing with that we don't know why we deal with, because of the fact that it's an automatic thing. We grew up with it, and we didn't know why and how it got there. We're suffering with it, we're dealing with it, and we're hiding it, and we don't know how to get rid of it. Amen. And you, everybody can get real quiet, it's fine. It's really, it's, it really is. Because uh, but hopefully with the help of the Holy Spirit that we can all get some and know how to get this broken. okay? So I, 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 so we got these troubles that's all around us. How many know that there's troubles all around us? okay? All right, so if there's problems all around us, then we, let's find out why there's problems around us. First Peter 5:8. Notice what it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may, what, devour. So let me give you the original. Let me give you some of the original Greek and Hebrew in this, and, and it reads like this. Don't be drunken with distractions, but watch. Your opponent, like a lawsuit, he's, he opposes you in the courtroom to make false accusations about you, and he makes loud noises about what you did. He looks at you and seeks you, like a lion after its prey trading around you to literally look at you and to plot against your life seeking means to drink you down and not only drink you down but your entire life or in other words to devour drown or swallow you up anybody got it so the enemy is going about around you, looking at you as your prey, and observing you to see if you have any holes in your life. Because if he finds a hole in your life, he's going to devour you. He's going to consume you. Amen? Okay. Revelations 12, 10. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and what? Okay. Now, let me just give you a really uh, a, some 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 some. Uh, Deepness that you can, that I hope that you could receive. Okay. Because some people can't receive it because they haven't experienced it. It is God's desire to love you. God is looking for a way to be merciful to you. He's looking for an opportunity to bless you. He's looking for ways that he can let you know who he is. Okay? But the enemy, the devil, Satan, the accuser is coming before him every single day with a list of names on what they did. Listen to me carefully. And if the enemy has got a list of things of what you did, then that means that he's going to bring them before God, place them before him, and he's going to use your own words, your own life to cut you down. Everybody got it? Let that soak in a little bit. In other words, the accuser is against you he has a, a, a lawful complaint against you, and which means that he looks at your life. See, many people don't believe in the unseen realm, but they're still real anyhow, regardless of you believe it or not. It is real. It is more real than this realm, because this realm that we live in came from the unseen realm, for those things that were invisible became visible, or we were made from the things invisible, Okay. Quantum physics actually tells us about that. If you study quantum physics, it, it, you'll, you'll find the key to the unseen in the seen. But that's another, that's another day. Okay? So the accuser has a list of complaints specifically against you. Okay? And because he is the accuser, he also, become, he also become, you are you become the accused. There's a charge that is against you. And because there's a charge against you, he wants to put it before God so God can withdraw his blessing. Okay? Somebody say, why does God withdraw his blessings upon my life? Or why will God hold up the blessings? Because there is something against us. All right? anybody got it? All right. Let me read this. Satan is, is, is thou is to accuse the brethren, seeking to uphold his influence by bringing men before God, against God, and and actually open their weakness before God and actually impairs injury or weakness that actually says, God, they are not qualified, okay? And so... We understand that Satan brings us before God as believers and he actually tells us, tells God, tells God they are not qualified even though you save them. All right. Anybody got that? All right. So let me identify three areas in which the devil... Now, we understand the three doors, but these doors, the main doors, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life, those are the three main doors, right? Those three main doors produces this, sin, transgression, and iniquity. If Satan enters any of those doors, then what you're going to find is that he's actually are going to produce out of you Sin, transgression, and iniquity. Amen? All right. Now, there's good news, everybody. So I don't want you to get all hung up and say, oh, wow. Uh, there's good news. But I got to explain this to you so you understand where we're at. I'm talking about all of us because I, 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 for some reason I don't understand why everybody thinks that the preachers, the bishops, and the apostles are different than you. They're not. We all are struggling and we're all pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God, which is in who? Christ Jesus. Okay. So let me tell you what sin is. Sin in the original Hebrew talks about this. It talks about missing the mark. Missing the mark is based on motive. Okay. Or losing oneself based on distractions okay so let me just tell you how we actually indulge in um of missing the mark we miss the mark because of motives okay somebody's out there that hasn't eaten for three days go in the grocery store and their motive for stealing something is that they're hungry doesn't make it right but that's the motive Someone can actually go in the grocery store and do the same thing, and they're doing it to sell off an item that they stole, right? Still something stolen, but a different motive. So people do things out of motive, okay, which causes them to miss the mark. The second thing is that people miss the mark because they are distracted. If you're driving down the street, and you're supposed to be concentrating on the role, but you pick up the cell phone and start dialing, it's a possibility that you might have an accident. Anybody saying too much? Because you are what? Distracted. And the enemy sometimes distract us, and before we know it, we are indulged in sin. Okay? The third one. Our motive sometimes is that we think something is better than what it is. And so we go after that thing when we think it's better, but what you have is it may be better, but because you think it's better, you go after that. Anybody saying too much? Which causes us to go a different route. So sin can be intentional unintentional lack of knowledge but the same end is for all sin will lead us to death okay now here's uh, i'm not going to read all these scriptures i got five six scriptures saint first john 3:4 first john 5:17 uh romans 12 14:23 uh, uh, uh proverbs 24:9 uh Um, Psalm 78.32, James 4.17, okay? And then uh, Hebrews 10.26. So I'm not going to read those. You can read those. If you um, don't have them, then you can get the, um, um, when I put it up on the um, website, you can pull it down or you can get it later, okay? The next thing is transgression. Transgression actually means to cross the line, a breach of trust it is actually considered to be rebellion, to go beyond or step over the limit or a breach of command. It is more powerful transgression because what you do is you knowingly violate what has been put in place. So what you do is there's a line here and there's a sign that says do not cross. And sometimes what we do is we look around to see if anybody looking, and we intentionally cross the line. Here's an even better one. Sometimes what we do is we see 55 miles an hour. But we got to get to where we're going faster. So we cross the line because we know the law. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody got it? Now, here's something that's really, really deep. It's called iniquity. When Satan sinned, the Bible says that iniquity was found in him. Got it? Iniquity and the original Hebrew says perversion. It's perversion. Everybody got it? It is moral evil. Sin is a result of it, but iniquity is like a fabric embedded in the soul. Iniquity is so perverted, that actually it changes the DNA structure of human beings' beliefs and attitudes. It results into a genetic change that passes on from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. Got it? Now let me go a little deeper. Iniquity is the badge of the enemy on a person's life, okay? As a result of generations and generations of someone in that generation opening the door and the enemy stepped in and began to live there. And we become the recipients of it. James 2 11, 9, and Isaiah 24 and 5 talks about iniquity. Okay? Everybody got it? Iniquity is the doorway of how sin is manifested in our lives, generationally and physically. Okay? The result of iniquity in a generational line comes with certain kinds of symptoms. Anybody ready? Anybody ready for it? There's help now, everybody. So I don't want you So when I say these things, don't get mad. Because first of all, it's not your fault. Somebody in your past opened the door. And you just became a recipient of it. Things like, and not always, so let me just put this disclaimer. All these things I'm saying does not necessarily mean it's because of iniquity. Some people like it. In a physical sense, there are cancer, high blood pressure, okay? Sicknesses, disease have come down from the generational line because of iniquity, because somebody opened the door in our generation. Alcoholism, jealousy, anger, fear has been passed down from generation to generation. Greed, racism, all these things have been passed down from one generation to generation because most of these things are learned. So it's been passed down. Amen? The original Hebrew meaning for iniquity means bent, twisted, or crooked. Have you ever, ever seen somebody puts up a, 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 a piece of wood, and when you look at the piece of wood, it's crooked? It came that way. They bought it in the storm. They, it actually came crooked. Anybody got it? And so these three things—sin, transgression, and iniquity—are the things that we need to deal with. Everybody got it? All right. So let me shift off. I want you to keep that, and i want to shift off into another area real quickly, which I talked about a couple of weeks ago. It talks about the courts of heaven. The courts of heaven, which is in actually in um, um, uh, part of it is in one um, Psalms. I'm, I'm sorry, um, Psalms 139 which talks about how you were made, and then it talks about in the book of Daniel, chapter number 10, the courtroom of heaven. When you read that, what you'll find is that this is where the enemy accuses us, and this is where we need to go. Okay? Our prayer has got to change, because the ones our prayer is always based on father-son and sonship relationship. My father You know, sonship, all these kinds of things. These are this is a uh, 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 our prayers are always our father, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And we have this relationship with God, which we have to have with God, which is based on our father relationship. Everybody got that? The next relationship we have is a friend relationship, and all these are in in Luke chapter number, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter, I think, 11. And uh, we find these relationships that has to do with teach us how to pray. And then he goes into a parable that talks about how to approach God as father, as friend, and as judge. Amen? Now, the great things, turns to Isaiah Chapter number 50, uh, 53. Let me tell you that if you can believe the scriptures, how many believe the scriptures? Okay. You can eliminate several issues almost immediately when you go into the, into the throne room of God. Okay. Chapter Isaiah 53, which is very, very well known to us. All right. Notice what you said, I described some things to you, but let me just give you some uh, inter- interary solu- uh, 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 some solutions to what you've been dealing with. Okay? Because there is a covenant. How many know there's a covenant? God instituted the covenant, and God will keep the covenant. Amen? But we have a part to play. Okay? Because it is, God has empowered us with his words. Right? And the Bible says this. The power of life and death is in the power of what? The what? The tongue, right? So it means you have to speak it. You got to do something. You just can't sit there and not do anything and let the devil have havoc in your life. If we let the enemy have havoc in our lives, then we'll find out that we're going to be destroyed. So you got, to, you got to become desperate, you got to become mad, you got to become angry, you got to become literally just bold about what God is going to do in your life. You got to be bold about putting the enemy down. You just don't let anybody come in your house and steal your goods, right? And you surely not going to let anybody mess with your children. Get somebody mad. That old bishop told me before. He said, you know how, how, uh, how safe a person is. Just mess with your kids. Mess with their kids. You'll find out just how safe they are. And the enemy is messing with our kids, and we're not even seeing it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The enemy is messing with our children, and I have to apologize to all the young people. On behalf of our generation, we did you wrong. We did you wrong because what we didn't do is give you the word. What we gave you is complaints out of our mouths. And as a result of it, you have grown up not knowing God. But that's got to stop. We've got to get our hold of our children because the enemy is accusing them all the time. But we've got to stop it and get them back into the realm of glory that God will pull them in and they'll have a heart for him. That's why they're rebelling against what God is doing in them, because they don't know the ways of God. Because we have not shown them the ways of God. We showed them the complaints. I didn't like this. When in the world did the pastor, the prophets, and the apostle become God? We have assembled ourselves for him not for them. Am I I, I, I talking all right? Amen? I am a pastor, but nobody should be looking at me as being some great thing. I am not. I'm just like everybody else. I got my own struggles like everybody else, but the one thing that I do know is that I want to know the ways of God. I understand some things. I don't understand everything, but I understand that God wants to bless you. I understand that God wants to deliver you. I understand that God wants to empower you. I understand that God wants to live in you, the hope of glory. You are the carriers of glory just like I am the carrier of glory. I have an anointing just like you have an anointing. No one is higher. We have different pieces. But when we come together, Jesus emerges in our midst. Are you listening? All right. Now listen. And you'll find, you'll find some answers in here. Whoever leaves that report to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he has grown up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. There's no form, no comeliness that we should see him. There's no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. Notice what it says. Verse number five. He was wounded for our transgression. God didn't get that? He was wounded for you crossing the line all the time. Did you get it? He was wounded for you crossing and I crossing the line all the time. When we knew better, we crossed the line, but God still forgave us. Forgave us. Got it? Listen to what he says. And he was bruised. For our iniquities did you see it y'all not seeing it every any, anytime somebody in our generation opened the door up for the enemy to come in guess what happened a bruising took in place somebody bruised him because of our iniquities got it so guess what that's available for us Everybody got it? All these things are available for us. Okay? Anybody saying too much? The chest of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are what? We are healed, body, soul, and spirit. These scriptures tell you that you can be whole. The answer is in these scriptures for your healing, for your transgressions, for your iniquity to be healed. They are already done. Already done. Somebody say they're already done. Say already done. They're already done. Say they're already done. How do I get it out of the word into my life? How do I get it out of it into my life? Now, let me just go real quickly to three main category of curses that is in the life, in our our life. And, And we struggle with all of these because we really haven't done anything. We haven't done nothing. That's why we keep struggling. Okay? The curse of Adam that talks about the curse on man, woman, and the serpent, which the result is death. That's one curse. That's a category of curse. And that will go away when we are glorified. Is it appointed unto man once to what? And after death what? But there's going to come a time that death is going to be put away. Yes? And there will be no more curse. It talks about in the book of Revelation. There is no more curse. Okay? That's the last process. So that means that we still are going to experience death until the Prince of Peace put it away. Everybody got that? So let's just face some realities. If Jesus does not come in the time when our clock is up, then we're going to actually go asleep. Y'all didn't hear me? You can't die. You're an eternal being. You're going to sleep, and when you go to sleep, for just a moment, you're going to be pushed right into the presence of the Lord. Death has lost its sting with the Christians. Let me tell you something that um, Dean Braxton, you can look him up on the Internet. I met him, and he's the one that died for 45 minutes, and he went to heaven. He said, one of the misconceptions is, and one of the things that we don't study about, and one of the things that most of us don't know, is that when a person dies, there's no sting. And in other words, what he says is that you're taken out of the body before anything happened. You're ushered right into the presence of the Lord. Now, you can believe that or not. I choose to believe it because he says, Jesus told him when he was there, he says, there is no sting of death for those that are in me. So that means you're ushered right into the presence. Got it? Now, listen. Here, it gets more exciting. It just gets exciting to me. Okay. The curse of the law, which is in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and 29, it talks about the curse of the law. But the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians or Galatians or Colossians, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. See, I should be getting somebody shouting and jumping and going like this. Because you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. That has been handed to you because of the redemption of Jesus Christ. He redeemed us from the curse of the law so you don't have to live under the curse. The curse of poverty. The curse of lack. You don't have to live that way. You can now walk in the provision of the redeemed. Didn't the Bible say let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so there go one key right there you're living there because you ain't said nothing you haven't taken on what the covenant said about you and that God has given you a way out because of the covenant are you listening to what I'm saying the Bible is very clear. If you are if we're in a covenant relationship with God that has been sealed by the blood of Jesus, that means that whatever God says about you is A and Amen. The Bible also says that I have given you everything that pertains to life and what? Godliness. That means that God has not only given you the redemption, but He has given you the, 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 the power to institute it in your life. Because the power of life and death is in your what? Tongue. Everybody got it? The next one, the next series is that the generational curses that are in our life can be broken. Why can they be broken? It's because once you identify what it is. You have the power through the, through the blood and redemption and the covenant of Jesus Christ to break it off your life. Anybody saying too much? You don't have to live the way you're living. There is a better life. There are people that are here today and all over the all over this uh, the city and all over the uh, uh, this uh, 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 the world and in uh, the United States, and they want spouses. They want to get married, yes? Yes or no? (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) Want to get married. They want to find the right person. They want to find that person. But somewhere in the generational line, somebody cutting it off. Somebody cut it off. And so you go from year to year to year without even a glimpse of hope. Now here's something else that happens. Because of that, the enemy sends along a decoy, an impostor, and when you get together with that imposter, all you get is problems and mayhem. And you wonder why they keep coming in your life. It's because it's been some door open and that, that person is attracted to you like a bird. Coming upon your life, lounging and sitting there, and they're waiting to destroy your life. In other words, it's a demonic assignment. Anybody say nothing? There are people that are friends, relatives, people in your life that are demonic assignments. They don't want to be demonic assignments. It's just that their heart is right for it and the enemy uses them. Anybody saying nothing? Some of us need to understand what's going on. We don't get it. So, but there's good news. Somebody said there is good news. There is good news. Okay? Now, where's the good news? How do I get this off me? The first thing you got to do, the Bible talks about, which is the gateway to every opportunity in the kingdom, is called repentance. Repentance. It's the easiest thing, but yet it's the hardest thing. To repent. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Repent. Did not, did not um, um, John the Baptist, he came out a strange kind of man. He walked out kind of strange. He had this, uh, 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 he ate honey and locusts, and he had camel skins on him, and he, his hair was all looking crazy and everything like that. He comes out of the wilderness and about repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I believe God has a sense of humor because you know everybody's going to look at this crazy man with his hair all over his head, eating locusts and honey, and he's got a camel skin, and everybody's paying attention to him, and out of his mouth comes the voice, Repent. We don't talk about repentance that much because people really don't want to repent. You need and I need to repent. And repentance is not a bad thing. It is a good thing because it will cleanse your heart. This is what the Bible says. The pure in heart shall see God, which means that those that make sure their heart is clean will see God. And if our heart is not clean, you cannot see God. That's why repentance becomes a center focal point of the prayer of Jesus that he gives an example. Father, forgive me as I forgive them. See, a lot of us are holding stuff from generation from generation from year to year because we haven't got over it yet. It's hard to get over it. And some of us said that we dealt with it, but you forgot about the residue. You know what the residue is? You thought you cleaned it, but you go in there and say, something still smells a little funny because there's something that was left. You got to deal with that. Okay? You got to deal with your life. You want the abundance of life. You want the power of the kingdom of God come flowing in you and out of you. Then you got to deal with some stuff. You want to stop living the way you're living. You want doors to just swing open when you walk in a place. You want the door to swing open. You want the anointing to come out of you that will actually change the atmosphere. That means you've got to do something about it. You've got to become desperate. If you're not desperate, then guess what? You'll sit there and you'll become, guess what? Procrastinator. And as Jesus says to one of us, he says, unless you repent, you'll die in your sins. See, people don't shout when you talk about these kind of messages, but guess what? At the end result, when they work for you, you'll start shouting, and you won't even need no music. You'll start saying, "Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that's within me." I will bless His holy name because of the fact that it starts working for you. There's several people that I I I, I uh, 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 gave the courts of heaven to, and every one of those people said something happened in their atmosphere, and it changed right away. And so here's the thing that you and I need to do. When we pray, we need to pray. When we come before God, we come before Him as Father, our Father which are in heaven. We come before Him as friend. You know, friend means that He's going to reveal a secret to you. But we also got to come before Him as judge. Judge means that He's going to render a verdict against the enemy. To stop what he's doing in your life the reason why things ain't stopped is you ain't stopped it because you didn't take it to the heavenlies that's why our prayers got to change when we pray we're praying we're praying all kind of stuff we're praying this we're playing oh lord bless you with a house bless you in the car bless 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 but we forgot to take care of our souls forgot to cleanse out the mess and so when you come up there talking about, Lord, bless, 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 the enemy says, Lord, how can you bless them when they got all this stuff? They're disobedient to you. And what, what is God going to do? What is he going to do? He can't do anything. His hands are tied because he has a covenant. So you got to find out the legal ratifications of going into the throne room so that you won't speak, but the blood will. Because if the blood speaks you're going to be innocent. You know, everybody has to have somebody, when you go to court, they say, would you like an attorney? Because if you're your own attorney, you're going to probably lose. But we need an attorney, and we need a heavenly attorney. And guess what? The blood speaks. And many people don't know that the blood speaks. Here's something I found out when I was doing the research. I found out that every blood that was spilled on earth spoke of vengeance. When they when came, Cain killed Abel, guess what his blood spoke, and it said, vengeance. And I think it's in the book of uh, Chronicles, I believe it is, that when they aborted the babies to actually uh, 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 offer it to a god, God says, I hear the cry of the innocent. Because, blood life is in the what? But there's only one blood that speaks There's only one blood that speaks of your innocence. It doesn't speak of vengeance. It speaks of mercy, peace, and justice and redemption. And so, if you take the blood and go into the courts of heaven and says and say it like this, and we're gonna do we're gonna do that in just a few minutes, because I believe that many of us today, some of our healing will come immediately. I believe that when we forgive and take it into the courts of heaven, then guess what? The blood will actually speak on our behalf and God will release his power, his anointing. Hallelujah. If you're stagnant in a place in your life and you repent, then guess what? It'll start moving because the enemy can't, can't put his hand on you anymore. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's because you're clean before him. Jesus makes a statement, and I I love the statement that he makes, but most of us don't really get it. He He comes before Lazarus in the grave, and he's getting ready to actually raise Lazarus from the dead. And this is what he says. Father, you hear me always because I always do those things that please you. So he makes a statement about himself, okay, about how it's done. So the Bible gives us a clear how it's done. In the book of Revelations, and unless, I'm going to do this to be the last one because I'm running out of time. This will be the last one. In the book of Revelations, let me give you the, the, the scriptures that go with what I am saying. Okay? The book of Revelations. Is this helping anybody? I hope it's helping somebody. Amen. All right. Okay. Revelations twelve eleven. Okay. We're supposed to have an overcoming life, right? And here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, here is, here's one of the issues that I struggle with. I, I, I struggle with the issue uh, of us as a collective group, as a body of Christ, that we're more into ourselves than we're into God. We'll take care of our business before we take go- care of God's business. And you know what happened to Hagar? In the book of Hagar, the book of Hagar it actually indicate is an indication of how people's hearts are. They were building the temple, they got distracted, they stopped doing the temple building, and they start building their own homes. And then God came back and told them, He says, uh, uh, you know your houses are all plush and stuff but look at what you did to my house you left it there and this is why your pockets are empty this is why things are not happening for you those who, here's, here's the solution to all of our problems revelation 12:11 and they overcame him the enemy by what the blood of the lamb by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto death. I'm going to say it one more time. They overcame by what? The blood of the Lamb, which talks about covenant. Through the blood, right? God made a way. So if you confess your sins, he is just and faithful to what? Forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all what? unrighteousness that means he'll clear the deck because you went through the covenant to get yourself clean anybody got it then he talks about by the words of their what their testimony now that's just not talking like in the old days we used to do the testimony service they used to get us say, thank the Lord for, uh, uh, thank the Lord for uh, 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 waking me up this morning thank the Lord I have clothes on my back and I'm going my, 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 to sit down I thank the Lord for, for, for I, this one lady that just, it, I couldn't help myself. I laughed out loud in church because she said, I thank the Lord for, for, for that butter cake or that chocolate cake that I ate last year. <sighs> wow, we're talking about cakes and <laughs> we ought to be glorifying God. I mean, that was really something. It was funny. It was a good, it was a good laugh. <laughs> Everybody know people are a mess. So what this talks about, now the testimony means to proclaim, to preach, to proclaim, preach about what has, what you have and what has been witnessed in your life. So if Christ is in your life, then what comes out of your life is Christ. Inside of you is the hope of glory. So what comes out of you is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Your life reflects it. Your your talk reflects it. You're supposed to talk like him, act like him. You're supposed to be Jesus in there. So he is, so are we in this world. That is the testimony that you have. So that means that in order for you to actually overcome, not only do you have to put your sins under the blood, but you have to begin to testify who you are. You got to take the word and declare the word of who you are. When you declare that, then what happens is that the enemy cannot come against you because you are telling him, I'm like him. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I'm in him, him and me. We are one and we oppose you. And that's why the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail. Because I'm like him. So my testimony has got to be about him through me. So I have to understand who I am. And that's one of the, in the tricks of the enemy is to keep you blinded to who you are. Keep you blinded and keep you making these kind of statements. That's just how who I am. Remember that? Anybody remember that? That's just who I am. You're mean. That's just who I am. You're a cusser. Well, every so often it slips out. That's just who I am. You know, I'm am a womanizer. So, you know, that ran in my family. So, you know, that's who I become. The devil is a liar. So, I said the devil is a liar. You don't have to live like that. Matter of fact, the Bible said he has actually changed your DNA. You have become a new creature in him. Old things have what? Passed away. But old, all things have become new. So I am like him. He is my heavenly father. I have the DNA of God. And I'll go a little further. I'm a God man. I'm a God man. Hallelujah. I'm a God woman. You ought to be saying that kind of stuff. I'm a God woman. I'm a God man. Because I have the DNA of my heavenly father inside of me. So he is. So am I in this world. Are you listening to what i'm saying so how do i get rid of this stuff first of all you got to get rid of the junk get your sins forgiven cover that transgression under the blood cover that iniquity under the blood take away the reason why it came into your family and the thing about it is the holy ghost will tell you i said to the lord i said lord What is it that is in my family line that keeps me from this area of my life from from actually uh, uh, progressing? And you know what the Lord did? He showed me what it was. And when I prayed, it broke. Boom. And so it's got to break over your life because you asked the Holy Ghost. Don't you know the Holy Ghost, will? the Bible said, he will show you things. He will show you things to come. See, why do we miss that we don't think god show us anything well i'm gonna have to see i'm gonna have to pray about it i got the holy ghost he will show me stuff isn't that what the bible says he will show me some stuff he will show it to me see most people don't believe in the unseen realm but the unseen realm was real that's why some of you dreams how many have dreams in here every so often you have a dream now, how many know that that dream got is so peculiar i know it came from god how many is like that all right, so what you are actually seeing is, let me just help you out. What you are actually seeing is in the unseen realm what God is doing for you and what He's doing against what the enemy's doing. He warns you. That is the actual realm that God actually puts you in so that you can see what He's doing. And most people don't even get it. I had this dream, and I don't know what it means. Well, get into the Word. Find out what the Word says about it. If you ask God, He will give you the interpretation of what it is. And you know why you dream? Let me tell you why everybody dreams. In Job, it talks about because you're so busy doing the day, the only time He can really talk to you is when you close your eyes. I think it's chapter 33. He said, men slumber and sleep. That's when He can talk to you because we're so busy doing the day because we're so distracted. so, we bring our sins before God through the covenant, the blood. Got it? Right? We bring our iniquities, our sins, we go through the blood. Right? Then, to get rid of the curses to be lifted off your life that is actually causing problems in your life, then you've got to find out the reason why it happened. And somebody said, well, it might happen a thousand years ago. Well, if it did, then God will show you. You don't think God could pull, uh, uh, pull back and show you exactly what happened? When Joshua cursed the city in Jericho, he said, no one shall eat of this, and whoever rebuild the city shall die. Their children shall die. Okay? 400 years they suffered because Joshua pronounced a curse on that water, on that land. Okay? Elijah comes along, and the people says, Elijah, you know, this is a nice place to be in, but we can't drink the water. The land is barren. Can you lift this curse off us? And Elijah says, okay. What did he do? What he does, he takes some salt, throws it in the water, and then he says, this land shall be barren no more, and the water shall be drinkable. I'm just paraphrasing. He he He, he hits it, and all of a sudden, now the water is cleared up because he lifted the curse because he spoke to it. You got speak to speak to stuff, okay? Now, I'm not a salt person. I'm not throwing salt on nobody. <laughs> I'm just telling you that you got to use the Word of God. That is your salt base, if you want to call it. You got to use the Word, the Word. Somebody say the Word, the Word. So, so when God shows you something, then go through your study. Find out what you need to say so you can lift that curse off your life. Everybody got it? Are you ready? Are you ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. All right. So, all right, let's stand on our feet. Now, if you're really serious about it, if you're not serious about it, that's fine. Then, you know, that's fine. Prayer is the key that attracts the connection to the portal of the realm of glory. It it attracts, and God is listening, to hear what you're going to say. Do you know what God loves to hear? What He promised you repeat it back to Him. He loves to hear what He has said that you, comes out of your mouth. And I'm going to say this too, because uh, most of us don't know this because we've been messed up with uh, with some doctrine. And I'm going to just mess with y'all some doctrine. You know, it's been said, and I'm, and I'm just going to come right against it. It's been said that, well, you all you have to do is pray once and believe and it'll happen. And most time it doesn't yes or no i believe i believe i believe and nothing happens then you get disappointed and then you want to blame god when really it was the enemy limiting your faith by having you just say it one time because the enemy knows the more you say stuff in the kingdom the more god's gonna move it the more you declare the word the more god's gonna move some stuff when you don't ever say nothing the me knows know that he got you. You all tangled up, all tried up, all messed up, and you keep saying it. And how do I know that? Because just as the unjust judge and the woman, when she came before the judge, he, she kept coming. She kept coming. Why does she keep coming? She kept coming because she knew that he had the power to institute judgment. She knew that he had the power to do what she wanted him to do, and because she knew he had the power to do it, she kept coming to him. I made this analogy, you know, and my dad, this is my dad over here, if he said to me, I'm going to give you a million dollars, I'd be up there all the time in his face, Dad, what you want me to do for you? I'd be like, What you want me to do? What you, anything I could do for you? And every so often i say, What about that million you promised me? I would just give you, he would see me, he would get probably so tired. I wish that he would stay home. See, you got to do God just like that because you know he has the power to institute it. You know he has the power to do it. How many know he's got the power to do it? If it don't work today, you keep coming back. If it doesn't work tomorrow, come back in the afternoon. If it doesn't work in the afternoon, come at midnight. In the middle of the night when you wake up say, Lord, you promised and turn over and go back to sleep. you got to just keep doing it until something breaks. You can't let the devil just take over your life. Our family's at stake, our children are at stake, our generation that's coming after us at stake. You cannot let the devil we have it because if we do not do anything about it, another generation will be lost to the enemy. We can't do it. We can't do it, it's time for us to impart. Yes, I have to repent on behalf of all of our generation. So I'm repenting to you today. I ask for you to forgive us because we did not do you right we didn't do you right we complain we complain about our pastor we complain about this one we complain about that one we 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 said well because this is going on we said well, little Johnny you can stay home we need to repent of that and so when it comes now it's come time where there's some real war that's going on there's some real demonic damage that is going on there are some things that are happening in the atmosphere and now we don't know what to do it and our children are becoming receptive to that because we haven't done nothing.